You're listening to The Big Show. They score! With Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in. His second goal of the game makes it 5-0 Flames. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Robbed by Markstrom. What a save. It's loose. And Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, hi there. Good morning. It's a Thursday. It's the big show. And it's powered by MortgagesToGo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. Man, do we got a jam-packed show for you today. Man, are we going to hit the spectrum of the sports. If you like the sports, this is the show for you today. Sports. Ross Tucker, NFL analyst, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, CBS Sports, and more importantly, myfrontpagestory.com. Going to join us at the top of the next hour. Get his thoughts on Super Bowl 58. Look ahead to the offseason. It's our last hit of Ross of the season. Another single tier. Multiple tiers. Yeah. Not a single. Multiple. Basically bawling. Like ugly crying. Mascara all over the place. (laughs) Snot bubbles. You name it. Right. I'm a mess. Get a, get a hold of yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe we have to wait crying? another eight months. Crying right now? I can't believe we have to wait another eight months to talk to Ross. Yeah. It sucks. Mm. I like, uh, really like talking to Ross every week. I like yeah. when we get weird with Ross. It's mm-hmm. my favorite part. Um, Jeff Blair um, of the aptly named Blair and Barker. Mm-hmm. On the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network, uh, pitchers and catchers reporting for the Blue Jays. P's and C's. Uh, <laughs> does anybody? I don't think I've ever heard that. What do you mean? Never. P's and C's. Yeah, n- P's and C's. And pitchers and catchers. Okay, I think that's your thing. I don't know. You just made that up, and I kind of like it. I make a lot of stuff up, George. Okay. Uh, Adam Stanley, golf reporter, Sportsnet, eight o'clock. This is super interesting. Here's why. I think. Uh-huh. And you you decide whether or not it's interesting. Okay. So Tiger Woods back. It's the Genesis. Yeah. Just don't put him behind the wheel of a car. Don't do it. Okay. That's... But Tiger Woods is back. And do you remember how the last year and a bit it's like, oh, we just we'll be glad to see Tiger just walk around the course, enjoy my <laughs> can. Cause, and all of a sudden it's like nobody's talking about his injury. It's all about his new his new tailor-made gear with that cool Tiger logo. Mm-hmm. Looks I like feel a... like he might be. He might be contending in majors this year. Am I crazy? Ah, uh, like multiple majors? I don't know. That'd be well, <clears throat> that would be very impressive if he was able to compete in multiple. Listen, this is a guy who's worked very hard to get back to where he is right now, and you can't deny the natural talent there. He's just having a, a battle of the ages with good old father time. Yeah. And and the injuries are starting to catch up to him as well. But uh, listen, we saw Phil in the running at the Masters last year. So I never want to say that it's out. It's kind of part of the craziness yeah. of golf. You just really need to have one good weekend. But the problem with Tiger is the whole weekend part, right? Like, that's when we start mm. to wonder if the body is going to hold up. And and I, and I do think that if he hadn't had the 
the big kind of um, announcement with the new brand, we'd be talking a lot more about the injury and, and how he feels. I know he was asked about it at the press conference yesterday, but everyone wants to talk about the slick new threads. Yeah. Let's talk to our man Adam Stanley, golf reporter for Sportsnet. And uh, it's been a minute since we talked to our, we'll talk to Nick Kiprios, mm-hmm. uh, the host of Real Kipper and Born on the Sportsnet radio and television network. This Stanley really, Cup champion. Really is a cornucopia, hey? Yeah. Like we have, we're hitting everything today. Mm hmm. Like I like that because football is essentially done after we do our Ross Tucker interview today. We put that to bed. Mm-hmm. You and Patty look ahead to the Canadian Football League season. Oh, yeah, dialed, baby. <laughs> and uh, we got stuff to talk about, like golf and golf majors. Because mm-hmm. I did see the uh, the promos for the Masters. You did? During the Super Bowl, which always gets my blood going. With uh, the, the gentle music and the beautiful yes. greens. And apparently Vern Lundquist is retiring this year. Mm-hmm. I saw Henrik Lundqvist had no problem with the Ridley Gregg shot this morning. I love that. I don't know who Vern Lundqvist is, so that's what I can add to the conversation. Yeah, okay. Okay, so he's the guy who always calls 16. Remember the Tiger iconic Mm. shot where the ball rolls in? In your life! Have you ever seen anything like that? Mm -hmm. He called that. And for all you figure skating fans out there, because I know there's a lot of them listening to our show, Mm -hmm. man, could he call a triple sow cow? (laughs) Hell yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Love to it's hear a triple that. Triple Lutz. Yeah. Rip it. Yeah. A toe loop. He's uh, number two at CBS in the NFL for a good chunk as well. Mm. Yeah. Good old Vern Lundquist. Call original it a, voice. Calling it a career. SEC on CBS as well. Yeah. There you go. That's why Patrick knows that kind of stuff. Um, it's a Flames game day, too, by the way. Sure is. They're back at home for the first time in forever, seemingly. Sure are. Their last home game was that. Probably the most electric game of the season. That one nothing went over the Blackhawks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And now tonight they get the San Jose Sharks on the back end of a back-to-back. The Sharks played in Winnipeg last night. Fell to the Jets one nothing. Spoiler alert for the Rose Report. But they're getting a tired, weary Sharks team tonight down at the Dome. Wouldn't I would expect Cap, uh, Capo Kakinen would not be the starter. He took 40 shots last night. Okay. So we'll see. Who's their backup? Ah, good question. I have no idea. It's not It's not Mackenzie Blackwood, is it? Yes, it is. Boom! Know your San Jose Sharks. <laughs> Future Team Canada netminder. Right yeah. There. Oh, man. <laughs> the number two in San Jose is the number one for Canada. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yikes. Next year. <laughs> the Four Nations Cup. <laughs> McDavid. Oh. <laughs> McKinnon. Crosby. McCarr, Blackwood. Blackwood. <laughs> One of these things ain't like the other. Shesterkin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hellebuck. <laughs> Sorokin. Blackwood. Really? Like, no. Sorrows. Sorrows. Stupid. Yeah. Sorrows. I do that too. <laughs> I'm the same person. You're like, Blackwood. <laughs> Hill. Thompson. Yeah. Thompson. Hill. Not Tage. Thompson. He won't even be on the U.S. <laughs> Not the Not American Tage. Wood. Blackwood. <laughs> 
Canada's number one. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. Nope, nothing to see here. No problem. Yeah. Like we were talking about the explosive skating of McKinnon and McDavid yesterday. And you know what the hell? Put them both on a line to be the fastest line in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, And then like you have Mackenzie Blackwood tending the goal. Mm. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. Maybe Kerry Price can get healthy. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look <laughs> likely, though. No. Feels extremely unlikely, George. Yeah. Uh, very unlikely. That he'll be playing for Team Canada. Okay, um, Flames game day. Mm-hmm. Bad news for Jacob Pelche. Wasn't at practice yesterday, which is disappointing, but mm-hmm. really not out of the realm of possibility. But doesn't look good because that guy was champing at the bit, as the expression is supposed to be said, mm-hmm. um, to come back to the lineup and play on home ice, and he won't, and it's kind of disappointing. That's extremely disappointing. Uh, this is a guy who's worked really hard to get back to kind of being a player that can play at the NHL level. Shoulder surgery on a really unfortunate play back in training camp where, you know, it was a play that certainly could have been avoided. I can't remember who it was that knocked him into the boards. But sure enough, the shoulder goes out, goes and has surgery. He works and works and works to get back. And, of course, one of the first games is against Jacob Truba and one of the more fearsome and, and I would say one of the kind of stealthier checkers in the league, especially for the hard-hitting guys. He does a really good job of backing off the line, making you feel like you've got a ton of time, and then coming downhill and, and wiping you out. And Pelche kind of heard him coming, almost avoided it, but got the worst of it on that same shoulder. And sure enough, day-to-day. But listen, when you're dealing with someone who's had surgery to repair something, you know, I know that the team was pretty cautious as far as working him back, you know, a pretty long stint down in the AHL, waiting quite a long time before they even put them, him and Kevin Rooney, down in the AHL as they were dealing with similar injuries. And then he comes up, and it's just it's tough to see because, like you mentioned, he brings a lot to the lineup as far as speed in the bottom six, a little bit of skill that they can add there. I thought Walker Dewar played some of his best games when he was playing with Peltier and with Rooney, and... Now you got to try and, and fix that hole again. Cole Schwint was skating in that left-wing spot on the fourth line yesterday, but you just hope he can be back sooner rather than later and that he also isn't too affected by this, right? Like, yeah. it's It's been just a few games for him that he's been able to play this year, and all of them he's had to leave with injuries, so you just hope that it doesn't take away some of the kind of aggression and... and that type of style of his game because you don't want anybody shying away from contact, even if he's a smaller guy. Um, want to go around the room here and ask a question about tonight's matchup because obviously the Sharks are stinky. They're stinky. There's no, there's no uh, way around it. Not very good. Uh, they're uh, they're second last in the Western Conference, behind only the Chicago Blackhawks. Flames uh, fourth right now in the wild card race, just three points back of the red hot St. Louis Blues and L.A. Kings, who have been sputtering here lately, to say the least. Of course, the Predators wedged in between one point up on the Flames, but again, uh, when it comes to goal difference, Flames still a plus two goal difference. Want to ask you guys this question: Does this game have a bit of a feel to you tonight? And like, once you get a W here tonight, keep this kind of, like, playoff hope thing alive. Because 
tonight feels like you got to get it tonight if you have any visions of just staying competitive here down the stretch. Yeah, like, even apart from staying competitive, I'm looking at this game and saying, listen, you've lost the Blackhawks this season. You've lost to bad teams. You had the Sharks on a back-to-back. I know you got back from a road trip, but your excuse is nothing compared to facing 40 in Winnipeg and then having to make the jaunt over to Calgary after that. You've had a couple of days off, a day off, and then a day of practice to kind of try and get right here. The The top nine's not going to change. You're going to have uh, Jacob Markstrom between the pipes. There's no excuse here. You cannot lose this game, whether it ends up with you in the playoffs or not. This is just something that's been a problem for the team lately, and if you're going to be someone who's part of this group moving forward, I think it's important that you go ahead and take care of these bad teams. You make sure that you aren't taking steps back against them. You've finally gotten yourself over 500, and you can keep working at it by getting past this very mid to terrible Sharks team. Yeah, Patrick, does it have a must-win feel, or is that way too strong? Uh, I mean, yeah, you should beat the San Jose Sharks, even if the Flames don't have like a top, top roster. They have enough guys and horses that you should be able to beat this bunch. I don't know if it's at the point of must win, but it's got to put, you know, some some confidence in the guys like, hey, we get, we win. We're doing all right. We lose to the Sharks. Are we really that much of a playoff team? Because we saw it, you know, the week before the All-Star break, you know, they're, they're limping in. You lose to the Blues. You lose to the Blue Jackets. You, you barely get by the Blackhawks. So this team is is loves to come and play down to its opposition so in that way it might be a must win but really i'm still in the in the in the box in the in the mindset that they they just won't have enough to get in in the when it's all said and done so i could take it or leave it tonight gvp must win tonight or no um it's hard to say because usually when you're talking about must win games you're talking about a team that's coming off of some bad stretches of hockey and this flames team has been playing some really good stretches of hockey as of late coming out of this uh eastern conference road trip so um it it doesn't necessarily feel like an absolute must-win game but the flames really need to get over this kind of habit they have of playing down to their competition tonight and you you got to find a way to beat a sharks team that that is pretty bad uh, national game tonight on Sportsnet One. It's very polite GVP. They're like all time bad. Yeah, they stink. They suck. Yeah. Um, national game. The eyes of the nation will be on the Flames and Sharks tonight on Sportsnet One. Oh yeah, really? This is when the Flames get put in a national game. Really? <laughs> Unbelievable. Just disgusting. Oh, they were on Monday. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Against the Rangers. Mm. Tough one to get shut out, too. What a banner week for them to be shown to everybody. I was like, why why do we want to deal with these guys at the deadline? What do they have? How was the Wranglers game last night? We had fun. Uh, The game itself maybe left a little bit to be desired, but overall we had a lot of fun there yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it was a 2-1 game, but I actually thought it was a pretty entertaining 2-1 game. It wasn't too bad. Shootout final. Mm Mm-hmm. Wranglers uh, netminder Connor Murphy was outstanding between the pipes, 24-year-old. Oh, was it Donsk? Uh, no, I think Donsk oh. might be a bit banged up because Murphy played in back-to-back games, and I just don't know if they've got enough netminders that are... Donsk also struggled in that San Diego signed. series. Yeah, I, well, I think he might be banged up. Yeah. 
And uh, because we did see Murphy going back-to-back games here after Dansk struggled. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're playing all right. Matt Coronado looks solid. They're, they're getting some bodies back, which is the most important thing. Like, Brett Sutter returned the captain after a 15-game absence. Um, they got Dryden Hunt back after he had been gone for uh, 15 games for Hunt, and then I think it was 18 for Sutter, actually. And then on the back end, they also got Samuel Jardine back after a few games out. So they're getting some of their key veterans back. You know, Dryden Hunt and Matt Coronado have shown quite a bit of chemistry. Didn't necessarily feel like it was there yesterday, but these are a couple of guys who in 20 games played together. Now 21 have combined for 15 goals. So you like that combination when when Hunt's in the lineup. But um, yesterday was just a... I just didn't feel like the whole team had it. There were some guys that were really skating really well. Uh, Mark Dewart, who's like a 21-year-old guy, played in the OHL with Hamilton, won the uh, OHL championship with the Bulldogs in the 21-22 season. He definitely stood out for me, playing center with Klapka and Rory Karens. It was Klapka's 100th AHL game, too. So that was not bad. It was a pretty fun night down at the Dome. Connor Murphy definitely kind of stole the show for me, GVP. I don't know about you. I I think your pink suit is what really stole the show yesterday in the press box. Yeah. Wow. It's salmon. It's a tough fish. Swims upstream. No, it's pink. <laughs> it's pink, yeah. It's pink. Okay. <laughs> Salmon's a tough fish. Pink's a tough color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how far will you away from another Coronado call-up? Um, it could I be just today, don't think right? It's if, we, if, it... if it's bad news for Pelche, it could be today, No. Well, Schwint got called up. Well, Schwint, yeah, Schwint got, got called, called up. Okay, so sorry. Coronado's I mean, not. I don't know because Pelche is going to be on the fourth line, so they're not going to call Coronado up for that to sit in the press or box. Or this is a post deadline thing, if they really purge the roster. It'd be post deadline. What for forward me. are they trading? Well, I don't know. I was listening to the Daily Faceoff show, and they had our boy Frank doing some matchmakers yesterday, and uh, he had a deal with Hannafin and Manjapani headed to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh. What? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh-huh. If somebody wants to give something nice for Manjapani, I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah, I, listen, I don't hate it. He's, he would really help them on the bottom. He also mentioned that, hey, maybe Ryan Reeves comes back. And I was like, what are we doing, Frank? Stop it. He's Come just on. throwing things on a dartboard yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm serious. Dre, uh, he was. He had Le- LeBron, LeBron called, like, Pretty much denounced the Markstrom to Devils thing. So I don't know what... And then Eric was not on it either. So I don't know what Frank's doing. Yeah, Eric... Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of... Uh, I reached out to Eric after the show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, yeah. He goes, I'm not going to share what he said to me, but he wasn't on board with the whole Markstrom thing. Yep. Just Let's just leave it at that. Yep. So date that as you will. Um... Ryan Reeves back to the Flames. Hey, they get that tough fourth line element back with Milan Lucic. Flames be tough <laughs> to play against. It'd be tough, Maddie. <sighs> Cover the dome. You got to deal with Ryan Reeves. Mm. Watch out! I don't know. Well, guys, just skate past him like it's nobody's business with his cement block feet. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's got, got cement, cement hands. hands, man. Oh, nice. I don't. Some guys just like why like they're taking money away from good people. Oh God, <laughs> man, Patrick, you are <laughs> what sour is, today, wow, and I like it. My goodness, yeah, you're sour, a little salty out here. My goodness, Patrick. no, I, I'm with with Eric on the whole Markstrom thing, and I think it's pissing off the whole fan base too. So okay, yeah, 
I don't know why it would because, like, good organizations deal players when they're at their peak to return a, a maximum return. Like, that's just what smart organizations who really aren't Stanley Cup contenders do. That's all I'm saying. But, again, we we mentioned the fans, and I've said this many times, and the Bill Parcells quote is always rings true. You start listening to the fans, you sit with them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, listen, I don't <laughs> – I wonder if the Flames are even trade partners at all with the with the Maple Leafs. I we'll have to wait. Well, what Eric but... said yesterday with the yeah. ownership and how Tree left the organization. Yeah, I would be very skeptical. Why the do they franchise... any sort of favor? Here's the thing: if all yeah. things are equal with a deal between two teams, one of them is the Leafs. Mm-hmm. I think the Flames are taking the other deal every single day. Mm-hmm. If these two are are equal, I think that yep. the Flames would go the other direction every single way. Now. That being said, if the value is that much higher, which granted, I don't think it will be because all we keep hearing is that the Leafs are holding on to their valuable prospects like pearls and fine gems under a dragon. I think they can get the world. Yeah. So they, I don't know. Talked about, yeah, but you know what, Patrick? That's every team, right? Every team falls in love with their prospects. The fan base falls in Some love Some teams prospects. need to fall in love with them a little bit more. And because of their certain ability of to not attract free agents and i'm looking at the winnipeg jets they okay. will not trade their prospects and i get that the leafs they're always going to be an attractive team and if they want to really make some hay i know this is the year and i have been talking about it all for this pretty much the second half of the year the leafs are not this this is not their year that they should do absolutely nothing at the trade deadline because they don't want to move anything and they don't have a first like eric said for the next 30 years after this one mm-hmm. like minton and cowan are your best guys to move right now and if they don't want to do it, then so be it. You're not okay. going to get anything. Uh, that Everything being said, just what we talked about, we'll have Frank Cervalli on the show tomorrow. Yes, sir. Looking forward to that. All right. What do you got coming up in the Rose Report? Oh, we got so much, George. I have a preview of tonight's contest. It's uh, the Genesis at tonight's the match. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Uh, plus, we have uh, a little bit of an update on Jason Kelsey's Super Bowl celebration. With the with the Mexican fighting mask, mm-hmm. yes, interesting, very interesting. All right, it's uh, it's the big show. It's George. It's Matt. It's Sour Patrick. It's GVP. <laughs> Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. At the top of the hour, our man Ross Tucker, NFL analyst, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Westwood One, CBS Sports. The Ross Tucker Betting Podcast, myfrontpagestory.com. Dude's busy. We'll talk to him. Jeff Blair at 7.30, host of Blair and Barker on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network. But right now, it's time for the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. George, there's no real easy way to um, get to what happened yesterday at the Super Bowl parade, so I wanted to kind of jump out and get to this early just because we play a bunch of music and sound effects and clips during the morning report, and it's a whole bunch of fun. Um, We wanted to play a whole bunch of drunk Travis Kelsey audio from the Super Bowl celebration in Kansas City, but obviously this is marred by tragedy. A shooting broke out at the rally. Three people have been arrested. 22 people were injured. 11 of them were children. Uh, a lady has passed away. She was a Kansas City radio DJ as well. 
And yeah, just a heartbreaking story. Um, shooting injured several people last year downtown in the Nuggets championship parade. Then, of course, there was the shooting at the Rangers World Series parade as well. So um, just wanted to put that out there, get that out of the way, because we're not going to touch on it in the rest of the morning report. And just an awful, terrible story. Senseless. From yesterday. Very senseless. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. So, yeah, wishing all the best to everybody in, in Kansas City as they uh, work through the next little bit here in, in these tough times. Um, okay, let's get to the rest of the morning report. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. And- All right, friends, we got the Flames and Sharks tonight. It's part of a 12-game slate after three games yesterday. P's and C's today in the MLB. Raptors played their final game before the All-Star break, plus some golf, plus some tennis. A little bit of Wranglers, GVP and I, perhaps a little bit sleepier than usual. Caught the red eye yesterday, if you know what I'm talking about. That and uh, George, I have an update on Jason Kelsey's Super Bowl celebration. Mm. Mm. We got lots of stuff. Damn straight, coach. Start with the Flames. They return to Dome Ice as they host the San Jose Sharks. It'll be the first of a four-game homestand for Calgary after they captured three of four wins on the road out of the All-Star break. I almost fought a lemur. Mm-hmm. Jacob Pelche, not a practice. But the Flames are calling him day-to-day, which is best-case scenario after he took that hard hit from Jacob Truba Monday in New York. It's That's part of the game. You know, unfortunately, you want everybody to be able to skate through 82 games and, and not have a bump or a bruise, but they're going to have them. And um, for him, it is a day-to-day thing, and, and we're anticipating we'll see him back sooner than later, which is, which is really good. It's the best-case scenario there, George. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, obviously it was tough to see that injury, and uh, we just hope he's back sooner than later. Cole Schwint was recalled. He was sent down to the Wranglers for a little reinforcements Tuesday, scored a goal, helped them win, then got brought back up, so was off yesterday's game. He skated on the left side of Kevin Rooney with Walker Dewar on the right side of the fourth line yesterday. Apart from that, no other changes. What what have you made of his uh, brief stint or appearances for the Calgary Flames this season? Uh, yeah, they've been fine. Um, he hasn't really. I don't know played if a- underwhelming's fair because I don't. I didn't know what to expect, but like, I don't think he had an impact. Well, he played on a fourth around. line with Adam Klapka and Walker Dewar for a lot of the time. Like, I'd like to see him get a few twirls out there with a veteran, right? That's kind like of Rooney. Yeah, Which exactly. Could- like Rooney and and Walker Dewar's playing a little bit better, so. And I also don't mind starting him off on the wing. He's a guy who's very good at the face-off dot. Like, every time he's down to the AHL, he's just winning draws left, right, and center. And he can help you out on both sides of special teams, too. At the NHL level, I'm unsure. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do with a little bit of uh, runway, perhaps, too. Because, listen, it's been spot duty. He's essentially been called up to skate, like, four or five minutes and fill in for injured guys. So, yeah, I don't think underwhelming is fair because I don't know if I was expecting a whole lot out of him to start. Sure. Here's the station lineup for today. We got the Merrick Show coming up at 10. Fan check down at noon. Sportsnet today goes at 1 o'clock. Real Kipper and Boren at 3. Then it's Flames Talk. The pregame show at 6. Puck drop at 7 o'clock from the Scotiabank Saddledome. Pretty busy slate as well, George. Uh, The Morgan Riley appeal is filed, but he's set to miss his second of five games as the Leafs will host the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. That'll go at 5 o'clock. The Canucks host the Red Wings at 8. 
The Oilers will visit the Blues. That goes at 6. You can watch that on Sportsnet West. Other Canadian teams include the Canadiens and the Senators. The Canadiens visit the Rangers. The Ducks will be taking on the Senators. That one from our nation's capital. Penguins and Blackhawks go on Sportsnet 360. Ross Colton will return to Tampa as the two top scorers in the NHL face off. Nikita Kucherov and, uh, pardon me, Nathan McKinnon. Avalanche and Lightning go from Amelie Arena at 5 o'clock. Other games, Stars and Predators, Kraken and Bruins, Panthers and Sabres, and the Kings and the Devils. Yesterday's action, we'll start with the Winnipeg Jets and the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks tonight going to be on the second half of a back-to-back. They played in Winnipeg yesterday. Winnipeg all over San Jose early on. They outshot them. 15 to 4 in the first period and opened up the scoring. Barron side of the slot now again. Put it back to the line for Sandberg. Far side, Pionk. Wrist it through traffic. He scores! I believe it was deflected in front by Morgan Barron. And Winnipeg opens up the scoring for the second straight game. It's 1 0 for the Jets. Yeah, it sure was, Mr. Paul Edmonds. Morgan Barron's ninth comes late in the first period. And that's an important goal because Capo Kakinen would not allow anything else. He stopped 38 of 9, but on the other side of the ice, Connor Hellebuck could not be solved by the lackluster Sharks offense. The Jets win it 1-0. Hellebuck stopped all 17 shots he faced. He is the 10th different goalie to allow three goals against or fewer in 30-plus consecutive appearances in a regular season. Is that too many qualifiers for it to be an impressive record, George? Um, it's like leading uh, the major leagues in ninth inning doubles in the month of August. (laughs) (laughs) Tenth different goalie to allow three goals against or fewer in 30 plus consecutives in a regular season. There's only 10 of them. Yeah. You have the list. I do have the list. Okay. I think this is easy. Okay. Fire away. Marty Brodeur is one of them. He's done it twice. Yeah. Dominic Hasek is one of them. No, he's never done it. What? (laughs) Nope. Really? Patrick Waugh? Uh, nope. Probably not. Um, Gotta be more modern guys, eh? Yep. Yeah. A lot of modern guys. One of them went really? from 2016 to 17, 05 to 06. Pecorine. Uh, nope. Nope. Uh, this one's 1950 to 1951. Mm. We had one last Jerry year. Uh, nope. Glenn Hall? Uh, nope. That's too early for Glenn Hall. Nope. A Gump Worsley? Nope. Johnny Bauer? We're going to be here a while. Johnny Bauer? No. <laughs> Tiny Thompson won 44 oh, games. Tiny from, Thompson. From 1928 to, 19, to 1929. In, uh, that stretched over a year. Uh, Kippersoff yeah. won 37 games Ooh. in 06. J.S. Jaguar? Devin Dubnik in 2015 won 35 games. Roy Warders went 34 games in 28 to 29, 19, 28 to 29. Okay. Linus Allmark last year, 32 games. Ooh. Manny Fernandez oh. back in 2005 to 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 32 games. That also spanned like a nine month calendar. Uh, Marty Brodeur is on the list twice. Yeah. Marty Jones is on the list back when he was with the Sharks, 2016, 2017. And Al Rollins. Rollins? 1950? I don't know. I have no idea. Mm. That's even, like, I I, I, <laughs> I, definitely know a good chunk of hockey history. <laughs> that dude I've never heard of. Um, Connor Hellebuck is, this one may be a little bit more attainable. How about this? 
He's the fifth U.S.-born goaltender with at least seven 25-win seasons. Who are the other four? Okay, Ryan Miller. Yeah, he's done it nine times. Okay, um... Mike Richter. Nope. No? What? Yep. Okay, um... One of them's active. Jonathan Quick. Bingo. Yeah, good call. I know one of them as a penguin and one of them as a panther. John Van Beesbrook? Yep. Tom Barrasso? Bingo! Yeah! Good job, team. Yeah. Look at us. Look at you, boys. Good Angry job, Tom team. Barrasso. Sharp as a bag of wet hair. All right. Uh, hey, that's my line. I stole it. I <laughs> stole it. The Jets win one nothing. Wild were facing the Coyotes. Wild won three in a row, four straight on the road. And in this one, they got on the board early. Spins with the puck, right side, Boldy throwing one in front. A tip by Kaprizov, pinball just wide. It comes back to Boldy, attacking the front of that centered. Eriksson Ek scores! Jewel Eriksson Ek, a power play goal off a beautiful setup from Boldy, and the Wild have a 1 0 lead. Yeah. yeah, Kirill Kaprizov had the secondary assist on that one. With that, he has 50 points on the season. Did you know, George? He is the first player in Wild history to have 50 points in four consecutive seasons. Hmm. That feels like they haven't seen a whole lot of talent in Minnesota for the no. state of hockey. When four consecutive 50 goals, 50 point seasons has benchmark? never been done. Yeah. It's only four in a row, and 50 points is not that many. No, it really isn't. Was Saku is I'm sorry, Miko Koivu next on that list? Well, Koivu had seven 50 point seasons, but he didn't do them consecutively. And then Gabrick did it five times. Parisi did it four times, but they weren't sure. consecutive. Okay. So, Wild have now won four in a row. They're three points out of a playoff spot. Technically, the Flames are ahead of the Wild based on regulation and overtime wins, but they are tied in points. We also had a game out east. This one had the Penguins and the Panthers from Pittsburgh. Man, I'm fascinated to see what happens with the Penguins here because, listen, they went out in the offseason, they added Eric Carlson, and I think everybody was kind of like, oh, do you really need another aging veteran on that blue line? They went and got the boy wonder himself in Kyle Dubas, and frankly, this season, it's looked a lot like more of the same. Nick Cousins looks to play it back down low, knocked away by Carter. Up the near side, it's Jeff Carter for Pittsburgh. He tried to feed a pass to Malkin, broken up by Cousins, springs it along quickly for Kachuk. Kachuk, top of the right circle, off front, and they score! And the Panthers tack on another one. It's Anton Lundell, able to cash in on a backdoor feed from Kachuk, and the Panthers take a 4 nothing lead. That was in the first period. Oh, boy. They led 4-1 after 20. They would win it 5-2. Matthew Kachuk has 13 goals and 32 points in, 72, in 17 games wow. since the calendar flipped. He leads all skaters. Been okay. red hot. Mm -hmm. Panthers have won nine straight on the road. That's their league-leading 18th road win. And listen, Jordan, you can take Kings, this other eh? way. They started 11-0. Yeah, they've been, they've been... I know, it's crazy. Crazy. Best team in the East? Man, that's what I was going to ask. Is it more intriguing to you that the Predator or Panthers are finding their stride here and maybe right in line to get back to the Stanley Cup final? Or is it the Penguins kind of still mucking around in the middle here and perhaps in danger of missing the playoffs for the second straight year after 16 years of postseason hockey with Sid, Gino, and Latang in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's surprising with Pittsburgh. Here's the surprising part with the Penguins. 
They're actually getting a lot of saves from Jari this season. Yes. Last season, they couldn't get any goaltending. And he's been pretty healthy. Yeah. That was the big reason why they missed the playoffs. Or they're super old. And bad news uh, for the Penguins. Gensel gets hurt last night. He's one of the sexier names at the deadline. How long is he going to be out for? And was that deal even going to get done? He always feels like that kind of white whale. The big Mm -hmm. deal that I don't know if anybody's ever going to really step up and do. Mm -hmm. But boy, would a lot of teams like a little Jake Gensel in their life. Listen, if if you're a Calgary Flames fan, you should be envious of what's going on in Pittsburgh. Take the three championships with those guys mm. and then just eat it for a few years here. It's the price you pay. They don't have their first this upcoming year, but it is top 10 oh, well. protected. So if it, yeah. if they fall far enough, they will get to yeah. keep it. But then that would mean that they would have to give up their pick next year instead. Mm. And mm, they could be worse next year, George. And they've got to figure out what they want to do with Sidney. It's pretty much all of the balls in Sidney Crosby's court. He's going to be eligible for... A re, uh, a re, to be signed, re-signed on July 1. So. Did you see Pete Blackburn's tweet yesterday? No, I missed it. It was Sidney Crosby photoshopped into a Bruins outfit. Yeah, a lot of Bruins fans are trying to, like, you know, manifest <laughs> and, like, get, you know, Crosby. There's no way to, they're uh, to Boston. It's just not going to happen. I'm saying what he, if he hits free agency, which I doubt he would either because no. Pittsburgh would probably want to He's going to sign an $8.7 million deal again. Because, I mean, it all depends on what Sid wants to do. 18.7 The guy's still going. He's not, he's not slowing down. He could still go here. Yep. Does he want trophy be, conversation. Does he want to be saddled to the boat anchor hey, that's going to be the Pittsburgh Penguins over the next five years? You want me to float a rumor that as absolutely it's totally baseless on my, port, on my point, but yeah. it'd be a perfect fit? Let's get reckless. Go to Sidney Crosby to play with his buddy McKinnon in the Avalanche. Mm. Oh, God. Take a big old discount. Why do we even have to bother playing the games then? Uh, just like, but wouldn't that be the perfect fit for him? It would be two C behind Nate. Yeah, yeah, he's really a two C. Sure, he likes the mountains. Yeah, he does like the mountains. That's true. There you go. <laughs> you I heard, just thought about that. You heard it so here first, go. folks. Crosby put it into the universe. Crosby <laughs> to the abs. What did Oprah say? That's the secret. You got to put it into the universe. Manifest yeah. that. Yeah, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, P's and C's, George, pitchers and catchers. Woo! Yeah, you're the only one who says that. Uh, <laughs> Watch Al- your P's and C's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, that would include Alec Manoa, yeah. who had just a terrible 2023 season, couldn't get right after being a Cy Young nominee the year prior. Is he the biggest wild card on the Jays roster, or at least as far as pitching goes? He has he to has be. He has to be, right? Because um, he's working out now, and he's showing things of himself on Instagram. Hey, you should be doing that, Alec. You're a professional athlete. <laughs> Congratulations on doing your job. Way to go, bud. Um, the guy was up for the Cy Young two years ago. He was an all-star. And then all of a sudden, he went complete to crap. And it was it was everybody else's fault except for his, mm. when it was probably his fault why he was so bad. Yeah, he's a giant wild card. Because if there's one strength this team has is pitching. Yeah, we know run prevention and pitching isn't the sexiest damn thing, and certainly isn't when you have like guys like Dalton Barshow. Hey, do you know he's the third catcher on this team in case oh, they needed him? That's good. Yes, I've heard so, that. So, yeah, he is the big wild card. I'm interested to see what Blair has to say about Alec Manoa and what the expectation should be heading into the season because we're talking to him at 7.30. Maybe we'll uh, get a couple more drops from our boy. <laughs> nah, you know, like, I, I don't know. You guys get that commercial where yep. he and Springer are sitting here? Nah. Yeah. You know how Blighty goes, nah. 
you know what it takes to, to play small ball? Mm. Small balls. That's, that's true. No truer words have ever been spoken. Yep. You know, here comes Matt Chapman out on the plate with his lead bat, right? <laughs> Who, by the way, hasn't signed yet. No. No team yet. No. Nope. Giants really want him, it sounds like. But Oh, uh, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm very disappointed in Matty yesterday. Why? Like, if you're not going to talk about how the Jays traded utility infielder Otto Lopez oh, to the ah, Giants yeah, for the cash, get the hell out how of here. dare you? Okay. Our listeners need to know because such moves. the Giants DFA'd the guy that would wear Chapman's number. So the Giants fans are like, oh, what? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Maddie's got the inside scoop. Hey, hey. Mountains and DFA numbers. (laughs) By the way, by the way, that one weird texter who randomly goes, you guys should talk more San Francisco Giants. There you go. Yeah, have that. Where is he? Put that in your pipe. (laughs) Yeah, where are you now? Roll that one up. Burn that one, buddy. Hey, um, where do you think the Jays' odds are? Like if I said they've got the blank best odds to win the World Series, what do you think they are? About 18 to 1. Tenth best odds. They have the eighth best odds on the okay. book I was looking at last night. Uh, Dodgers, obviously, the favorite at plus 370. Oh, yeah. Braves, plus 540. Astros, 825. Yankees, 950. Rangers, 1290. Orioles, 1330. And then the Phillies at 1370. The Jays have the eighth best odds at plus 1790. I nailed it. That's across the entire MLB. And That's pretty on, good. And on top of that... First time in two years, they're not a favorite. They're third in their division. Yeah. Because yeah, it's the be. AL East, baby. Yeah. Get ready for the meat grinder. Ugh. Fifth Man, best odds to... 18 to 1. Yeah. What, what Bam! You, the win total is 86 and a half. That's a good number. Take over. Their mm. pitching's too good. I think they get to 90. Yeah, I think so. And that's too. a wild card spot. That'll work. Oh no, they'll make the. I think they'll make the. They're playoffs. a playoff team. If they stay yeah, healthy, for, for I'm sure. expecting Vlad to be better. Bo can continue. Yeah, they're going to be a playoff team. And who knows what they do at the deadline too? Yes. Right, adding. So and they still like still some teams. Money is starting to get figured out as you start seeing guys get DFA'd and they start figuring out roster. I wouldn't be surprised if Cody Bellinger still finds his way to Toronto at some point. Oh, see. He's out. Like okay. they're out there. Ken Rosenthal th- says the Jays want to spend. They need a bat. So, there's another question we could ask. Jeff Blair coming up. Raptors had their final game before the All Star break yesterday. GVP Pascal was back. How'd it go? A uh, pretty good game in that one. Toronto trying to keep pace with the best offense in the league, but a late surge by Indy and a couple missed chances late by Toronto would give Indiana the win. One twenty-seven, one twenty-five. The final. Halliburton had 21 and 12. Siakam put up 23 against his former team. Scotty Barnes leading the way for Toronto with 29 and 12. Pirtle also had a double double with 19 and 11. The next game is Feb 23 after the All Star break. Mm, yes, All Star break now. Kelly Olynyk got hurt too. Mm. Uh, did you see what they did uh, pregame? I did not. They had a little bit of a ceremony. Of Guys were wearing the Siakam jerseys. They were handing out free jerseys. Oh, but the awesome. coolest thing they were doing yesterday outside of the arena they mm-hmm. were handing out free mcflurry the uh Siakam oh, Swirl. Yeah. it's good i had one like last yeah. week big fan we're handing them out for free yeah you gotta get rid of them <laughs> 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 everything's gotta go we gotta go he's gotta go we, we got it we got a deal <laughs> hey also police got involved uh at the P- pistons and suns oh, game God, yesterday yeah. Oh, no. Isaiah Stewart punched Drew Eubanks in the back tunnels. 
Uh, apparently, Stewart popped him pretty good. He got arrested and was released with a citation. Uh, this was all pregame as well. No one really knows how it started, but oof, just standard stuff, I guess, for the yeah, NBA. When coaches and players get mixed up, not a good idea. Not a good look. No, no, definitely not. Now we're on to All-Star. How do we feel about the NBA All-Star? GVP, are you going to watch any of this? Yeah, I'll tune into the All-Star game again. The, uh... You know, it's the one all-star game that matters still, I think, for the yeah. players because all the big ones, big names come out. There's no opt-outs. Yeah. The NBA has done a decent job year in and year out of trying to, well, you know, recycle yeah. different shticks they do in the all-star game like, and all that and try and reinvent it. And Adam's kind of cool. But again, like all-star games aren't necessarily for us. And, mm. and Adam Silver says like, like the Super Bowl is like where is a neutral site. Everybody can go and meet and whatnot. The NBA doesn't really have that neutral site. The All Star Game is their neutral site, so that's where everybody in the league comes and meets. They plan sure. it a year ahead of time. It's it's a, just a good old time for the NBA. George. I like just the game. George, do you think Adam Silver does he bring his pod that he sleeps in on the road? Or oh, I hope leaves that at home. Oh, he probably leaves it at home. Okay, they probably find him one in Indy. Because he looks like an alien. Oh, that's... <laughs> He's tall. I like when you he explain does. the joke. I know. Like, all of a sudden, at the All-Star game, he peels back his face, and he's a lizard person. E.T. <laughs> what was that? Oh, was that you? Or is it Xenomorph? <laughs> Xenomorph. What are you doing? <laughs> Hey, it's the Genesis this weekend. Tiger's back, and you know what he wants? He wants a freaking win. A nice W would be nice, right? (laughs) Um, I haven't uh, haven't ever won this event. So I've I've played this event since, what, since 92, and in the years I've played, I've still never have won this event. So hopefully that uh, I can figure something out and um, get myself in there in contention and... um, you know, maybe get a W at the end of the, end of the week. Maybe Why get a not? W. Who knows? Ten twenty-five like start. Apparently, yeah, he's playing at there down at the Riv in California, the Pacific Palisades, and uh, yeah, it should be a, a fun one to take in. Scotty Scheffler's the favorite at plus six sixty. McElroy back over in North America after uh, he skipped the waste management. Typically does. Uh, Hovland, Shoffley, and Morikawa round out the top five as yeah. far as odds go. Your top Canuck would be Corey Connors, plus 7,900. Nick Taylor, Adam Svensson, Adam Hadwin, and Mackenzie Hughes all going to be teeing it up as well, George. Way more value for Nick Taylor to finish ahead of uh, Corey Connors. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it, like around 10.30-ish, Tigers teeing it up? Yeah, 10.25, I believe. Okay, cool. I'll be watching today. I'm interested. He's been he's been crushing it with, that, uh, with this driver, too. Does he win like, another major? Uh, oh my God! The only one I think he can win GBP the Masters is something is the Masters. Yeah, yeah. He can't win the U.S. Open. It's too tough. too tough. Same yeah, with the too same tough. with the Open. Uh, no, I think I think the Open and the Masters he can win. Mm. What about the PGA? Yeah, the PGA mm. PGA is a different animal because yeah. they like to make it hard now too. Yeah. But the Open you can be crafty, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, you can use shots that you wouldn't normally hit, and he is so smart, and he's so able to do that. Like, he won the Open, what was it, years and years ago, where he was just hitting his two-iron stinger down the fairway and won the whole damn tournament and won the Claret Jug. I think those are the two majors he could actually win, the Masters and the Open. We'll ask Adam Stanley coming up at 8 o'clock that question. Uh, George, there's also a little bit of golf on the go here. Or, pardon me, not golf, tennis. 
uh, as Layla Fernandez is in the quarterfinals against uh, Alina Rubikina, who is the third seed at the Doha Qatar yep. Total Energies Open. Mm-hmm. Watch a little okay. bit of that. Uh, they're going to be playing a little bit later on this morning. See if she can move on to the semifinals. Okay. Uh, Felix Ojeala's team lost to Rublev Tough yesterday. One. Won the first set, dropped the last two. Yeah. Uh, Wranglers, we were there yesterday. GVP and I took on the Moose. One Tuesday, four to two. Yesterday they led one nothing. Gave up a tough one in the third period. Raised the power play ended. Then they lost in a shootout by a two to one score. The Wranglers, Wranglers will now start a road trip. They're not back at the dome until March the first. They'll make stops in Winnipeg against Manitoba. I kept doing that on the broadcast <laughs> call, yesterday. Call them Winnipeg. Man, every time <laughs> that I, I do a new AHL team, I keep calling them their NHL team. That's Constantly, right. it's a disaster. <laughs> Just a bit of a moron over here. Oh. Uh, they'll also go to Abbotsford to play the Canucks, who are Vancouver's affiliate, believe it or not. And, hey, the Super Bowl was down in Las Vegas. Um, yesterday, New Heights, the podcast with Jason and Travis Kelsey, dropped. Perhaps their last little episode for a little while here as they take a, a much-needed postseason break. But everyone saw Jason Kelsey celebrating. There was Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey on one side, and Jason Kelsey, straight, blottoed, blackout city on the other. And he was wearing a luchador mask. Now, it matched his outfit to to the T. You have to think to yourself, he must have brought that thing. No, turns out, found it on the floor of the first club they were in at the after party. Found the mask oh on God. the dance floor. Stop The first it. after party spot. Did you at least like just give it a quick rinse under the sink? No. Where was I going to rinse it off, Travis? <laughs> Just, just say. You see a luchador mask, you don't ask questions. I for sure thought I was getting pink eye. That's his green goblin mask. It's the power. Yeah, it's calling into him. George, thoughts? Oh my goodness. That's just so revolting to me on so many levels. Which levels? Tell me more. What's grosser that or like or like the guy who and I've seen this before in my past. When guys leave their drinks on the ledge when they go to the washroom, and then there's the guy who comes over and drinks some of them. Well, that's worse. <laughs> that's <laughs> way worse. Yeah, it's way worse. Yeah, it is. Well, it's all, it's uh, all gross. The mask, I don't know how long the mask has been there. Wait. It has been stepped on. Like who's I don't know where those floor? shoes have been. Like, the Vegas yeah. floors and sidewalks are exceptionally nasty. Right. Well, at least it wasn't the floor of a strip club, if you catch my drift. Ah. You don't know that. Could have been. Yeah, that's true, too. Mm. And good night and good luck to you, sir. On that classy note, the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. We'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Ross Tucker, Jeff Blair next. Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan.